Yep. How about that? Flowers for three. Wisconsin takes the lead. Oh, Ryan is a thief. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Campus Tour podcast. I am your host, Bradley Panucci, and today I am here with Clarence Daniels II, a forward from for the New Hampshire Wildcats. Clarence, great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. It's a Saturday. Weather's nice out here. Can't complain, man. Great, great. Love the optimism. All right, first question. Um so you started your first two seasons of your collegiate career at Montana State. As a freshman, you played in 28 games, averaged four and a half points per game. Can you talk a little bit about your experience playing in the Big Sky Conference and touch on why you decided to en- enter the transfer portal? Um, it wasn't the Big Sky. It was called a GNAC. It was a it was a D2, a D2 program. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, man, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about just college basketball, uh, game preparation, just approaching the game, and just, just little things that when you're young, you don't really know until you experience it. And, you know, as you grow and experience those things, you, you learn and you pick up those things to, you know, uh, get a better competitive advantage over teams and uh, players that you're going up against. Yeah, great. Um, and then so during the 2021-2022 season, you played at Lake Region State College, a junior college in um, Devils Lake, North Dakota. Um, yeah. There you were named to the NJCAA All-American team. You averaged 20 points per game um, in your one season there. Can you talk about how playing at the junior college level, how that helped with your development and prepared you for the next level of Division One um, basketball in the American East Conference. Yeah, um, I would say you know playing at that level, you know a lot of people talk down about playing JUCO and it's selfish basketball. Everybody's out there trying to get theirs. Um, I mean, obviously you got to go to the school with the right fit at any level that could happen, from even to the highest all the way down to you know to the community college level. But um, I I just I gained a lot of confidence playing out there and. It was one of those things where, like, I knew I was capable of doing it. I just needed to do it. One, to, you know, show myself. And two, to prove to coaches that I'm capable of playing. Because, uh, you know, when I transferred, when I entered the portal coming out of D2, I didn't have a lot of looks because the numbers that I put up my freshman year obviously weren't sufficient enough for teams to be like, okay, we need him. So going down there, I had to prove to myself and to coaches that, you know, I'm capable of playing. And, you know, that's what I did out there. I took it very serious. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, totally agree. I I feel like sometimes having that um, chip on your shoulder can definitely help. Um, I saw on your um, on one of your pages that you were a Boston Celtics fan. So this might be um, rubbing salt in the wound because I'm a Heat fan, (laughs) Miami Heat fan. But um, one of the reasons I fell in love with Miami Heat is the culture there is it's just very, you know, blue collar, very hardworking, chip on their shoulder, exactly. a lot of undrafted guys. And um, it's really kind of cool to see all those guys buy into their um, roles and they they play really well. So, um, yeah, definitely yeah. a great trait to have. So I, I agree. Um, I you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
All right. So next question here. Uh, last year at New Hampshire, you led the team in both points per game with 15.3 and then rebounds point, point rebounds per game with 10.7. You also helped lead New Hampshire to a third place finish in conference play. Can you talk about what your goals are for next season, both individually and as, as a team? Um, you know, to, to start off uh, as a team, you know, my goal, even last year was to, you know, make it to at least the conference championship, you know, anything can happen from there, but, you know, going, going, uh, coming into my, my senior year, you know, this is my last go around. Uh, my goal is to obviously, you know, make it to the tournament and, and get that spotlight and the exposure, not only for myself, but for the school as well. That would be huge for the school. School has been around for like a hundred something years and has never made it. So, you know, that would be big for us to be, you know, the first group to make it and, you know, um, individually, all that stuff will come, you know, with my teammates, you know, um, but individually, I would say, you know, conference MVP, obviously, um, you know, just with that, you know, my teammates are going to help me with that one and, uh, you know, showcasing my skills night in and night out and just, you know, letting everybody know that, like, you know, I'm the I'm the dominant player out here, no matter what, no matter who we play against. And Yeah. Definitely love that goal. Um, yeah, the NCAA tournament. I mean, I've grown up watching that for 20 plus yeah. years and um, just the atmosphere. It's it's really special. It would be a you know great moment to be a part of that and be able to participate. So totally get exactly. that. All right. So um, let's talk about geographical changes that you've encountered while playing basketball a little bit. Um, so the population in Devil's Lake, North Dakota is about 7,000 people. You attended a Christian high school in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, um, which yeah. was the sixth largest in the city with 86,000 um, people. Can you talk about, was there any kind of drastic changes with um, a much smaller population or did it make it easier to focus on basketball? Um, can you talk about um you know, how it took you getting acclimated to a much smaller city? Yeah, um, honestly, it didn't make much of a difference to me. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't care where it was located. It could have been in Timbuktu. You know, I know I came out there with a with a goal and my mindset was was different. And I don't care if it was one person in the, in the city. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say it helped me focus. Like the the cool thing about the school is like at Lake Region, Everything is in one building, the gym, school or the classes, dorms, everything is in one building. So, like, you didn't have really an excuse to not be in the gym or, or you know, to not be caught up on your homework because everything is right there. Like, you know, you get out of bed, the gym is like a five minute, if that, you know. So, like, with that being said, um, I think it was the best thing for me, you know, going somewhere. And a lot of people were in my ear talking about all oh, um you know, your school is not respected. You're not going to get a lot of looks. But, you know, as cliche as it sounds, like, they will find talent no matter where it's at. And New Hampshire was the the right school that, that ended up find, finding me. It was the only D1 school that, that offered me and that looked into me. And, you know, it, it all worked out. So people are going to find talent no matter where it's at. So just trusting that process and, you know, going through the, the highs and the lows. There's a lot of lows. At my uh at my JUCO, you know, like just questioning night in, night out, am I good enough? Am I good enough? I have many sleepless nights, and when everything, you know, 
unfolded in front of me, like that wasn't even the best part. When I got the offer, when I got recognized as an All-American, that wasn't even the best part. The best part was after I got recognized and I thought about all the long nights, all the hard hours I put in every single day until that point that it made it worth it you know so i i appreciate it exactly love that yeah i mean i i think that's evident in life with anything really with sports with life i mean yeah. um michael jordan really said it where um you have to fail first before succeeding so it definitely yeah. makes it more rewarding to think about all the adversity that you overcome once you achieve your goals so definitely um so i don't know if this is a fortunate or an unfortunate thing but um during your um collegiate career there's been a whirlwind really of changes with nil with um transfer policies with the covid pandemic um yeah. can you talk about how those challenges really affected you and um, did any of those significant rule changes um, really have a big kind of like pro or con or did it not really affect you too much? Um, I would say in terms of everything as a whole, I don't think nothing really affected me. Um, I Honestly, I, I would say it kind of helped me because I think personally, if I would have stayed at the first school I was at, I think that would have been bad for me because obviously I wouldn't have the success that I'm having right now because I was probably going to end up staying there. But at, um, at Billings in Montana State, um, you know, after my freshman year, I was, you know, on the fence. Like, man, should I leave? Should I stay? What am I giving up? You know, people were in my ear, like, go Juco. I hear all these bad things about Juco. So I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I waited out the next year. COVID happens. Boom. We get the year back. So that year don't even count. And then – I believe that spring uh, of 2021, they changed the rule of the transfer point where you could transfer without sitting out a year. So, I mean, I guess you could say it helped me. The whole thing as a whole helped me because I was a sophomore again, transferred, you know, could play right away, went to community college, did my thing over there, <clears throat> got recruited by uh, New Hampshire, and look where I'm at now. So I would say I, would say I, benefited, I benefited from it tremendously. Definitely. Yep. That's great to hear. And then, um, so one more question um, before going on to our last segment, which I will touch about in a second. Um, so with like all of these changes, just throwing out a fun, like hypothetical thinking question out there. If you could change one rule about college basketball, um, what would it be? So like for me, for instance, um, one thing that comes to mind that would be really interesting is, um, you know, with NBA at the end of games, um, you can call a timeout and advance the ball. And I think that's something, you know, in college basketball, we, we see a game with, you know, maybe a two or three point game with a few seconds left. And, um, we see a team whip the ball full court and it doesn't typically turn out the best, um, yeah. I, I think it'd be, you know, entertaining <laughs> to, you know, do it like the NBA and kind of give teams a chance. So is there any like particular rule that you're like, oh, if I was in charge, I would change that right away? Oh, um, I wouldn't say I don't have I've never thought about it like that. I don't have any rule specifically, but I would say like just being a college athlete in general, um, which they're which they're starting to do now um, as years go on. But I would just say just giving players like a little bit more like power and freedom to 
control their own destiny. You know, like, and I'm not just saying just transferring, but like, you know how in the NBA, they're kind of like, you know, they do their own thing on contracts. You could be an unrestricted free agent. You know, there's free agency, all types of stuff like that. And they're in control of, like, depending how good they are, you know, they can choose where where they want to go uh, play next, you know? And I think, you know, like I said, I think the NCAA is starting to lean towards that direction, being more professional and catering to the players. But I think, uh, like I said, not a specific rule, but, you know, just giving the players more freedom and power. Because, like, for an example, a coach could leave whenever. They don't have to sit out for a year. They don't have, you know, X amount of times they could, you know, leave a school and have to sit out a year or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they leave for money all the time. But now players with the whole NIL deal, now they're leaving for money. Now it's a problem, you know? So I would say, you know, just giving players more freedom and more power to dictate and control their own destiny. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just going back to um, the the transfer rule. I mean, yeah, just thinking about it out loud. I mean, when you're 18 years old, when we've all been 18 years old, I mean, you probably make decisions where if you could go back in time, you'd change a few things. So I think, you know, it's definitely a bit strict or harsh where, you know, 10 years ago, if you picked a school when you're 18 years old, um, you had to sit out, you know, and be penalized a whole year of eligibility while waiting to play for um, a different team. Um, yeah, that that's something that I'm glad that's been changed because, you know, things change all the time. And, um, yeah, I think athletes deserve just like coaches to have that kind of like flexibility. So great. Yeah. Um, well, that concludes the uh, main questions. Um, one last final segment we like to do is um, we like to conclude with a rapid fire segment. Um, okay. So I'll ask what eight quick questions, um, please, you know, answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Um, okay. Are you ready? Ready to go? Uh, yeah, my, my brain is fired up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. They're not tricky questions. So all right, here we go. <laughs> Um, first question, what food could you not live without? Chinese food. Okay, good answer. Um, go to pump up song before a big game. Oh man, uh, probably I'm kind of it just depends on the mood. Um, towards the end of the, end of the season, I was listening to like old RB, so like uh, Anita Baker. Oh, real okay, yeah, yeah, real throw. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your greatest fear? Heights. Okay, yep. We're on the same page there. Um, yeah. if if you could travel anywhere in the world, um, what would be the first place you would travel to? Um, somewhere with a beach and like a private island. So probably like a like a like the Bahamas or something like that. Like some exotic, out of the way, low-key secluded island or something like that yeah maybe like turks and caicos or something like yeah, that like yeah. Yep. yeah yep all right um favorite movie favorite movie oh man uh favorite movie favorite movie there's a movie that i watched uh i would say shrek <laughs> okay yeah shrek yeah favorite restaurant it can be a favorite chain or a local one. Um, what's your favorite go-to restaurant? Uh, if I'm going with a chain, you know, coming back from school, because there's not a lot of 
food options out there. I'm going Wingstop. Okay. Yep. Love Wingstop. Um, what accomplishment are you most proud of? Uh, I don't have a specific accomplishment. Um, I'm most proud of the that my everything that I you know used to think about and you know prayed about and and worked for is finally happening in front of me. Yeah, that's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then last question here. Is there any specific reason why you chose number 21? Uh, <laughs> I chose it because I think I was 21 years old. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no, 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 no. This will happen. So at my old school, I was number two. I always wanted to be number two, but they didn't have number two in my size. So 21 was like the next good looking number that fit me. And I liked it. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to keep it. Yep, it's yeah, got a two exactly. in it, so that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two and a one. Yeah, great. Well, that concludes the interview. Thank you again, Clarence, for taking time to meet with us today. And yeah. um, I wish you and the Wildcats the best of luck this upcoming season. Um, I know I can speak for everyone listening when I say the start of the 23 24 college basketball season can't, can't come early enough. I've been already counting down <laughs> yeah. the days. Um, so again, for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in and um, we look forward to hearing you tune in next time for the Campus Tour podcast. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.